You know, you spend so much time sitting at a desk. Maybe you should think about standing at a desk. (laughs) That is so true. I am actually really excited about Uplift Desk. You get to choose so many things like the color of the desktop, the size of the desktop, and they have so many standing desks. I move around all day to get all the different things done between the podcast and real job, etc. So this Uplift Standing Desk, super excited about. And we should also point out if you've never used a standing desk, they move so you don't have to always stand. In fact, they recommend that you should spend about 45 minutes of every hour standing, 15 minutes sitting, because if you spend too much time, you'll strain your back. I also love the fact that they include free shipping. They have free a warranty, a 15-year warranty, not to mention accessories with your desk purchase. And don't worry, they don't wobble. It's completely stable. It's built to last, and you can tell with a 15-year warranty. If you want to look into yours, go to upliftdesk.com slash TCO. You're going to get 5% off your order. That's up L I F T desk.com slash TCO to get 5% off your entire order. That music is so like, I'm like, Oh my God. Like it's so beautiful. But there's some days where I rewrite the lyrics, you know, for all like making up silly things and saying stuff, but no, the music that I end up writing, I never know when it's going to come. And it usually comes from something emotional, whether it's happy or sad there's usually some emotion that's so strong that I feel this kind of like, I need to get my guitar right now. And I go and I get my guitar and I'll sit there and I'll just play around. And sometimes something comes and sometimes nothing comes. But when I get that feeling, usually I can write. And it's a question of, is the song going to take a few months to write? Or is it going to be a song that I write in five minutes? It's more than just your output, more than a bike. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 288. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Ooh, coming up on 300. That is true. You yeah. know what I, what I think we should do for our 300th episode? What? Nothing. Oh. Because it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> our 200th it episode was fun, but it was a lot to do. It was. Like, people it was. are always like, you should do like a thing where you play your best segments. And I'm like, but then you've got to go through them all and find your best segments. Yeah, that's hours and, and hours of work. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and then you get to the end and you realize you didn't have any best segments. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Well, this is a bad idea. <laughs> well, I I have this idea in my head. Maybe it's for 400 because we don't have time to do it for 300. Okay. What I want to do is put on a contest and be like, okay, tell us why we should come to your city and do a live episode. And then people like will put in, you know, their reasons or whatever. And they do a video or whatever. And then we pick like, I don't know seven cities or right. 10 cities. And we go to those cities and we record those like record pieces of it. And, and then put them all together and that becomes the big episode Hmm. that's what i want to do okay well maybe one day yeah we will do a world tour (laughs) so uh well i guess we did just do a world tour kind of we kind of did we went (laughs) we went to one town 
does that count as a world tour no we went to it's it's in the world but we were in philadelphia because uh we were invited to the season 13 rap party for mystery science theater 3000 yes and so we got to hang out with the cast and meet joel and jonah and emily and baron and all the all the cast that was present. And if you're not a big nerd, you have no idea None what that of means. That made any sense. It's just words. But there are nerds out there who who that does th- those words did make sense and they're very excited. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So but while we were there in Philadelphia, we flew so we flew in on a Friday, we f- and we flew out at 6 a.m. on Sunday. So we were there like 36 hours. Yeah, it was like, like in out, boom. So but we did go to Tinseltown. Yes. And Highly recommend. Which was fun. And and then we found out what Jean meant. Yeah. I thought it was John. John. I I think it's John. John? Yeah. Okay. For you Philly people, you already know, and you're probably laughing that we can't say it. But does it really surprise you? Because it's us. Yeah. I mean, for sure. (laughs) So, and then we went to the King of Prussia Mall, Mm -hmm. which I thought there'd be a a lot more pillows and a harem and... (laughs) Hookahs, but I was mistaken. Yeah, no. But I now know it's the third biggest mall in America. And boy, did we walk every step of it. We did. <laughs> but you got to hang out with uh, with Gina. Gina was there. Yeah. Uh, so y- there's a little bit of history here, and there's some people that were a little sad we didn't get to see them. But the reason we got to see Gina and not other people is you have to know this. We have been planning this trip for a year and a half. And I say that because it was supposed to happen last spring. Right. And Gina had already said, like, like she knew that this MST3, she didn't understand what that meant. She no. was like, whatever that is, whatever. But you're going to come to Philly. And if you're coming to Philly, then you should see me. So that was literally the only thing we ever had planned. Right. And uh, then it kept getting pushed back because of COVID. St- we couldn't steal that from the poor girl. <laughs> no, it was all about me. Her I, dreams. We couldn't steal that from me <laughs> because Gina and I, we talk all the time and I hadn't gotten to see her since 2018 yeah that's crazy it's just crazy i can't believe it's been that long so but she, we picked up right where we left off and she walked around the mall with us yes so we went there was a thing in the mall where it was like it was called holiday house holiday house and yes. you walk through little displays and it could not have been lamer um but it was we still had a lot of fun we had so much fun like walk- if it would have just been by ourselves i don't think we would have had this much fun agreed <laughs> So this is their <laughs> Christmas Hawaii thing, Maliki Likimaka, <laughs> but there's sombreros there. Yeah. Make sense of that. Right. And then they had a fake snow machine that was <laughs> That like, was on full blast. That was, they had set on Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the best picture of all because whenever we had the snow machine at one point, we were so covered in it. You couldn't even make out who we were. Yeah. Like it was insane. <laughs> and then they had a Harry Potter room. And so, because that's Christmas now, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't even understand. <laughs> and, <laughs> this look on your face, though. And, and then Gina had to feed the reindeer. Yes, and there was a room where you could have a snowball fight, and they had a little tiny leg lamp. So, so, uh, but anyway, so you know, we had a we had a great time. That was it was not fun to hang out. Well, yes, definitely. Yeah. So maybe if we come to your town, 
we can hang out with you. And for those of you we didn't get to see, the next time we are in Philly, we are going to make, uh, we will make plans. We will tell you ahead of time and we will do a meetup because I owe Philly a meetup. Yes. <laughs> so what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Oh, you want me to do this? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I know it's been a while, but we got to talk about Daniel McKenna again. Oh, look at that. <laughs> we got some Peloton action figures. Like what? <laughs> yeah. We are going to talk about the five Love languages. Just kidding. We changed it. It's motivational languages. The stock price. And uh, then there's there's some other things going on with Peloton. The instructors, as usual, they have been up to some things. We are going to talk about that. Uh, We have a visit from Angelo. And we're going to talk about striking the balance during the holidays. You don't need to do all the things. You also need to enjoy yourself. And we're going to talk about how to do that. And then we had a visit from... Dr. Jen, and we talk about, oh no, I can't find it. What did we talk to her about? Equipment overload. What to do with so much equipment? How there do you it fit is. it all in? Yes, yes. So lots to chat about. Friends. Okay. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast. We will be there waiting for you. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you don't have to remember to go look for us every week. It's just a little gift we offer to you for the holiday season. <laughs> and you can also maybe leave us a review. We have a new review. <gasps> Yay! This is from Baker7689. 7689. Okay. okay. So uh, it says, dishing all the news. There's no lack of Peloton news and gossip to be found. <laughs> Crystal and Tom filter out the drama. Well, as much as possible. And Thank you. <laughs> bring real experience, news, and insights to each episode love the banter between them and their commitment to the company so thank you very much for that that is such a kind review yeah we thank you that. yeah also you can find us on facebook it's a good way to stay up to date on things throughout the week facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group if you hear us say this every week and you haven't done it yet why haven't you done it <laughs> go do the thing it doesn't cost a dime so uh you can also join our newsletter which also doesn't cost a dime at the clipout.com we'll send you all the links and stuff weekly uh, maybe this week uh, in honor of one of the artist series we'll send you a picture of crystal with the artist oh yeah how fun will that be <laughs> if i remember that i said this when i put the newsletter together yeah and our youtube channel also doesn't cost a dime youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch these episodes and finally something that does cost a dime or multiple dimes which is our patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash the clip out where you get ad free episodes and bonus content and maybe in our bonus episode we will explain to you how the artist series featured person Stole something from me. Yes. <laughs> Such a great story. <laughs> Son of a bitch ripped me off. Yeah, so, he did. So I will tell that story on the bonus episode and not bore you with it here. I will bore you with it for a fee. So <laughs> you can do that at <laughs> patreon.com slash the clip out. So there's all that. Let's uh let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. So I guess it was last Friday that this story broke. So a lot of people probably are familiar with this story by now. Mm -hmm. But since we are kind of the historians of Peloton, we got to get everything into the official record. Yes. So we we will hash this out uh, briefly. Daniel McKenna drops his Peloton lawsuit, which Mm -hmm. if you love Daniel McKenna, you think everything about that sentence was wrong, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but, Mm -hmm. but it's not so well. And you also seem to think that he got millions of dollars and, and maybe he did, but we don't actually know the answer to that. 
feels unlikely. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if that was the case, this announcement would be coming from him, not Peloton. The whole thing is a little weird because uh, typically whenever people settle, you see some kind of statement that says they've settled. Neither side accepts any responsibility or yeah, wrongdoing. Or wrongdoing, or, and yeah. and you know we wash our hands of it. Everybody's good. That's not what happened here. What yeah. happened here was that they said he dismissed it and with prejudice, which means it cannot be taken back to court. Right. And that those are the facts. Those are literally the only facts that we have. There's one other fact: no attorneys' fees were awarded. No, that is which, that is another. To fact. me, that seems a, a hint as to. The outcome or who benefits more in this outcome, the fact that the court didn't award attorney's fees means, in my opinion, not a lawyer, in case you didn't know, <laughs> but means that they kind of like if if you are the wronged party, you tend to get your attorney's fees paid or at least part of it. And the fact that they didn't do that makes me think that there was I mean, I think there was some sort of settlement. I don't think there's a version of events where he just dropped it for free. So I'm sure he got some sort of payment, but I I don't, I don't think it, it doesn't indicate it's the millions that some people are acting like it was a slam yeah. dunk that that occurred. And the reason I'm chuckling about that is just because uh, everybody became lawyers the other day. For sure. Uh, when this got posted, like they do every yeah. time. But I mean, the, we're kind of uh, doing it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I will say ours is based off of actually talking to real lawyers and not people that pretend to be lawyers. And the the real lawyers all indicate that this language does does indicate that a settlement was reached, regardless of how weird it was worded. Right. All of the attorneys do agree a settlement was reached. That is where the agreement ends. Some people think that it means that, you know, Daniel was in the right and therefore Peloton had no choice but to settle. Clearly, he didn't make these things up. And then you have a whole nother contingent that says, well, that means absolutely nothing. Uh, he got some money. That's really all he was ever after. And that's the end. So I don't know. We're never going to know. Yeah. Like it, it, that's what we know is that there was a dismissal of this lawsuit. It's not coming back. That's 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 it. We're done. And Daniel fired back up the social media machine. He he did. Uh, and he had been back on social media. Oh, but mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. But the thing that I thought was most interesting is that. Hours after this came out, he was online selling his photography. And so for those of you who are saying, oh, he's going to be back into, you know, fitness, I disagree. I think that the non-compete stayed in, in place just because and I'm basing that off of precedent. Every single instructor that has left, whether it has been on a happy note or a not happy note, has had to follow that yeah. non-compete. And I don't believe he got out of it. I think that he will be dealing with it, too. And I think that that. I think that if he were going to be going back into fitness anytime soon, he would not be focused on his photography. I would also think if he had been awarded millions of dollars, he wouldn't need to be selling photography. Perhaps. I mean, so, he might want to, yeah, but he wouldn't could. need to. Right. But we and don't know whether don't this know is a want or a need. For sure. It yeah. Just that for it to happen in quick succession like that. So anyway, enough about Daniel. Yeah. No, this is literally no respect to him or to Peloton, but I am so tired. No disrespect. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. No disrespect to Daniel. No disrespect to Peloton. But I am tired of talking about this issue. (laughs) I concur. And I feel like we're done now. I I, I agree. I, I don't think that there's more Daniel news coming in the foreseeable future. I don't. Yeah. I mean, unless it's just his personal life that happens to to come up. Other than that, I don't see anything popping up. Nothing related to Peloton. Correct. 
So this part of the show is getting inserted. You have to look at me there. Sorry. <laughs> this part of the show is getting inserted. <laughs> it sure is. So there were action figures that came out yesterday yep. when you hear this <laughs> or longer ago if you don't listen on day one. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So we had originally recorded a segment talking about how they were going to come out, but then we once they came out, some details were different. So we're recording this. So if we reference things later in the show that sound weird, that's why. Yeah. So Peloton, surprise, put out some very limited edition, hyper limited edition yeah. action figures. They are as hyper realistic as they are limited. <laughs> so, they sure are. So people watching on our YouTube channel, we're displaying them right now. So here's a picture of Alex Dusan. Like, honestly, like if you just look at them. If you just saw this pop up in your feed, they look so realistic. You might think that it's just a picture of Alex. Absolutely. It, yeah. it is extremely realistic. I think Alex's looks a little more realistic than Robin's. There's yeah. a weird squishiness to Robin's face. Yeah. But um, but yeah, they're they're very realistic. So there are two instructors, Robin and Alex. That's it. Yeah. They were released and they were selling for 92 cents to represent the 92% of people who start off their year with Peloton and end their year with Peloton, which is, is an awesome statistic. For sure, especially for all, so many people that always say that like, oh, it's just going to be a clothes hanger to say to show that 92% of people year to year are sticking with it. Absolutely. On the flip side of things, that also means there's only 92 available. Right. So I had predicted that these would sell out in 10 seconds and it did take a tad bit longer, but that is because people just happened upon them. Right. They didn't announce it. They just they put a reel on Instagram and within six minutes of the reel and putting it out on the apparel website, because that's where they were, the boutique. Yeah, they were gone. Six minutes, 184 minifigures yeah. gone. I'm and surprised I feel it took like that long. I am too. I can't help but wonder how many people got multiples of these. Yes, that was my thought. I hopefully in their buying thing, they would only let you put one or at least one of each in a cart, so somebody didn't go in because you could easily be like, "I'll buy, I'll buy all I will ninety-two. Buy all of them. It's a hundred dollars." <laughs> yeah, all you had to do, but people didn't know it was only ninety-two. So who knows how many they That's they bought? Fair. And then you had to pay for shipping and handling, but. The MSRP was $179. These were made in conjunction with a company that I can't remember the name of and doesn't matter because they're gone anyway. I would love to know how they arrived at $179. Me too. I the... would definitely love to know that. It would be it would be fascinating to know what that was about. I feel like I know they're tying it into the 92% thing. I feel like this was originally designed to tie in to the TV commercial because there's only two of them. Alex and Robin. In the commercial, they're little tiny right and, and it was alex and robin right and so i i can't help but think that this is somehow a tie-in or in originally intended to be a tie-in to that commercial and i don't know why they pivoted well it could be it, it is possible that the company who made these saw the commercial and was like oh we would like to do like we know how to make minis that's what we do right. and we will make minis for you of the this commercial i am surprised though that if that's the case they didn't make the instructors for the uk commercial well i wonder though if that's just because peloton's not as popular in the uk yet or maybe the company that makes them is based in the u.s and they never saw the commercial and this was just kind of yeah. like something they did just to get noticed for you know? sure yeah maybe they didn't even think about it yeah because they're u.s based and so it just wasn't on the radar they just saw the the one spot yeah, but it's an interesting promotion. 
It is a very interesting promotion, and I think for the 92 people that got them, they will be very happy. Or the one guy that got 92 of them. He'll I know. Be very I, wealthy. I saw Miss <laughs> I saw Miss Ivy Ann got both. She got an Alex and a Robin. That's the only person that has posted on any of my posts that said they successfully got them. So I don't know who else got them or how many they got. But yeah, whoever whoever got them, I'm sure they're very happy, and hopefully they're they keep them and they don't put them on eBay. I know oh, that's I know. Yeah, I, you're I, dreaming. I know these things are going on eBay so fast. I know. I've and already started looking so just to high. see. Yeah. But with, I mean, with that limited of a number. I'm annoyed. I can't help it. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at this yeah. whole thing. I'm irritated. The only thing <laughs> that could potentially stop them from being super expensive on eBay is the fact that there are so few of them that maybe not enough people even know they exist to go and look for them. Yeah, that's true. You know, because I, I, we're, I, we're probably not helping that by yeah, doing a episode well. that includes the imagery. And so we will it. air this in three weeks after we've done our own hunting on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're being investigated by the SEC. <laughs> No, you know, and I've heard a lot of complaints already. It's been five minutes and yeah. people are very annoyed because they didn't know that it was coming. Yeah. But even if you had known, guys, like weren't, there it, were 92. Yeah. Like the chances of you getting them were you, slim. You got a better <laughs> chance of getting Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, so, exactly. Like There's more of those to go around. Absolutely. So it's <laughs> like you, you know, like you were probably never going to get it anyway. So what's the what's the math on that? If they had 92 and there's three million people, I guess they had 184 titles total but you could buy both while you were in there so i'm just gonna say 92 i would think for 92 cents most people probably bought both I 92 can't... divided by 3 million that was 0. 0.00003067 wow mm-hmm. i think you have a better chance of winning the lottery yes. than getting one of these same odds of my first marriage working <laughs> well <laughs> it was about as successful for me <laughs> so i but I, I i do think these are cool these look these really good cool. they were i don't know what the company is because you don't know so I'm if sorry. you don't tell me i don't know but it looks like mcfarlane stuff mcfarlane makes cool hyper realistic toys and i don't think this is mcfarlane but it is of that caliber they also in the reel that they posted they had instructors coming out of like different rooms and seeing these these were just like sitting on the floor and they showed their reactions to it and their reactions were really funny and they were about this tall like they're not as small as you might think they are so barbie dolls are 12 inches and then action figures i think are normally i think they're normally like six and maybe they're four so if they're in between, then I'm thinking maybe they're eight-ish. So, I don't know. But not quite as big of a, as a Barbie doll, is what no. you're saying. No, it didn't look like it, no. But not tiny like an old-school Star Wars action. No, it was yeah. not. It was bigger than that. So, I think it'll be interesting to see if they do more of these. It'll, I would love for them to do more of these. It will also be interesting, like, if they end up doing more. With the, the runs this low, you won't see this, but, like, if they do more of them at some point, it'll be kind of a metric of popularity of instructors, right? Especially if you go to eBay and Alex is selling for $400, but Robin selling for $200. Like it, you know. it would not feel good for the instructors yeah. if that were the case. <laughs> it will be very obvious. And I'm making up numbers. I have no idea who would sell for what. But uh, Yeah, I'm sure somebody's like arguing with you. Right. That's not how I'm much like, Robin would sell for I'm over Alex. I'm randomly making versa. things up. So, but, uh, but anyway, so there you go. There were action figures that you, statistically speaking, 
we're never going to be able to access. It's just a cute little promotional item that they came out with. Hopefully they do more or maybe do another run that makes them more widely available. They could also do all sorts of things where they could put them in different outfits. Yeah. You know, wouldn't it be cool if they like they you could buy these at the beginning of like specific drops and you could like buy little clothes like the little outfits that you bought from the <laughs> Okay, I'm just making up dolls now. Yeah, now like, you're I'm like, just yes. playing with dolls that I can change the clothes Congratulations, on. Congratulations, <laughs> you've invented dolls. <laughs> I want them to match me. <laughs> it would be fun. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then they can sell you little pelotons to put them on. Yes, and then little and then they treads. sit they sit on your little your little machine while you work out with them, so you yeah. feel like they're right there. Little oh my rollers. god, this would be amazing. Peloton, come on. <laughs> And then a little tread plus that then they could take back. Yes. So <laughs> Okay, don't say that. That's sad. And then you get like four thousand dollars in cash back. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have a sad John Foley. <laughs> oh, goodness. That got instead, dark. Instead of Barbie's dream house, you can get Foley's Hampton house. <laughs> oh my god. Available for five days only. <laughs> You okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> and you could get a little uh, life-size replica of not life-size, but like true to scale right. uh, size of the the studio. And you could put the little instructors in there. Yeah. Oh my god, it's a dollhouse. They could sell you a Chelsea studio and then the yes! new studio and with... the London studio. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be amazing. We're designing their whole toy line for mm-hmm. them. You're welcome. Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> We've got it all mapped out for you. <laughs> Selling little towels. Oh my god! I would collect all of it. You would. You guys would. You guys would make a lot of money, Peloton. Yeah. And right now they're like, well, I think next time we'll make ninety-seven. <laughs> we'll be rich. Not at ninety-two cents a piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess ninety-seven next time. You know the sad thing is when it when these hit the secondary, these action figures will have a higher value than their stock. Oh. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Little zingaling. <laughs> well, hopefully that will correct. Yes, which we'll talk about here shortly. Yeah. So we will uh, now return you to your regular clip out episode already in progress. Speaking of fun and different, Peloton also unveiled this week the five motivational languages. Yeah. So you know we had the five ling- love languages, mm-hmm. and Doctor Lakshmin and Peloton teamed up to create the motivational languages okay. and uh <laughs> this is so cool we've got having fun achieving goals building community positive affirmations and tough love and then each instructor has their own holiday card and it falls within one of these categories and my favorite of course is maddie majacomo own your magic i love him i love what he stands for and it was just perfect that that happened to be the first card that i came across because yeah. that's the one i wanted to use <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it works out the same for you with the minis <laughs> yes i hope yeah so how do you get the cards? I didn't really. There was a link. Uh, okay. There was a link and you can find it in our newsletter. Right. And you can also find it on my Instagram in the bio. You can find it there. You can okay. find it in the article that we wrote. It's at theclipout.com. Like we have it everywhere. Gotcha. 
But you can go there and you can get all of the cards. You can download all of them and you can send them to all of your friends. So unlike the Peloton minis, you can get all of these. <laughs> it actually. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's very true. And now that I'm looking at this holiday card, it actually says the link really, really tiny down there. Ah. Bitly slash Peloton hey. holiday. I couldn't. You want to borrow my glasses? It happens. You're not getting any younger. You didn't even see it was there, so maybe you just need to settle down. I just don't pay attention. Oh, That's not about oh, vision. Okay, That's well, about not paying attention. Those mm, are two totally different mm-hmm, situations. Mm-hmm. But you were staring straight at it and couldn't read it. Well, it's a weird font. Sure. I started off blaming the font. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> so I got another four years or so before I have to worry about those stupid glasses. So there. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So the Peloton stock price has been slowly trending upwards. Now, <laughs> it's not $170. No, it's, and I can't stand this title. I know. It's it's not John Foley gets his house in the Hamptons back. No. But, and I, I think maybe that's for the best. Like, I mean, obviously, I'd love for it to be $170 again, and not just because we own it. Right. But, like, maybe a slow, steady climb is a little bit better than just, like, a rocket, a rocket ship. Like... That's, you know, but yeah, the headline of this article is Peloton stock price is surging. Is this a dead cat bounce? And first off, I got to say, nobody loves a dead cat more than I do, but (laughs) not a cat. Sorry. (laughs) I know. But but uh, but yeah, that's a weird thing. But do you know what that means? No, I can't stop making faces at it, though. (laughs) In stock parlance, it comes from the. Is saying that when a stock price is dropping, they're like, even a dead cat will bounce if you drop it from a high enough height. And so they're saying that, like, sometimes a stock will plummet and then it'll go back up and people think, oh, it's correcting and they'll jump on board. And then it's like, no. And then it it craps out again. So they're asking if it's that. I oh, don't think it is. But I don't think so either. Don't take stock advice from me. No, don't don't ever take stock advice from us. But yeah. but here's what I will say about it. Peloton's doing all the things. Yeah. And they're being very, very focused. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I did not start off a Barry fan. Yeah. I am coming around on yeah. the dude, though. I really am. Like, he is laser focused. He's they're, like, whatever, people. I'm doing my thing over here. They're doing the fundamentals and the fundamentals aren't sexy. Right, right, right. Like it, right. But, but over time, it will win out, I think. And yeah. they're getting these lawsuits out of there. They're just yeah. boom, boom, boom. That needed to happen. For sure. Because they're staying so laser focused, they're also shutting up all the negativity. Yeah. And there's still a lot of it out there uh, by the supposed fans of the company, <laughs> by the way. But there's still a lot of that. But there isn't as much coming in from the news articles yeah. as there was. And I think that's a huge part of it, too. And I think the problem they're going to have with the stock, getting the stock price back up to a more acceptable number is that the investor class is kind of scared off of it now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to take a while before they believe i agree it's going to have to be a few quarters of consistent yeah doing but but i think they're that laser focused i think they can pull it off yeah for I, sure. I think we're i think we're in it i think it's happening should we go back to the daniel thing too while we're going yeah, back i know we said we were done but we did forget <laughs> to mention uh when talking about that that his classes after the lawsuit being dropped was announced all of his classes were purged from the platform yeah and and we don't know if that was peloton insisted on that or daniel insisted on that right. we just know it was part of and that could have maybe agreement. even been the one thing they both agreed on yeah who like, knows peloton might have been like we're done with you dude and he might have been 
Like, yeah. you're not making another dollar off me. I don't want you to keep making money off me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could totally see that being the case. So, for the people that are upset that his classes are gone, I get why you're upset. Absolutely. You like the guy and you want to keep taking the classes as long as you can. But it's not necessarily an F you from Peloton. That could very much be Daniel saying, like, no, if I don't work there anymore, you take my down. Yeah, it I, absolutely could. I could totally see that being the case. So. Yeah. And while we're speaking of class purges, we should also mention that it looks like Kanye is pretty much officially removed yeah. completely from the library, which good. Yeah. It's time. It like, is. If you still if, if you if there's still any part of you that thinks that that guy's worth listening to, like it like you can stop listening to us too. Yeah. Like that's But I <laughs> I think that what I find interesting about that was I think they just didn't want to delete the classes because it was going to gut a few people's specific instructors like it's sure. going to hit some harder than others. Yeah. And I think they were trying to not make that happen, but at some point I think after what he did this last week, which we won't rehash it here, but after like not that what he did previously wasn't bad enough, but like that was next level dumb. Mm-hmm. And and so I just think it was they just really there was nothing left they could do. They also got rid of some other classes and it ha- seems to happen about once a year and everybody acts like it's never happened before. And it always happens. And it's just they're constantly purging classes constantly, like just they just yeah. do it at a rate you don't typically notice. That's right. all. <laughs> it's like they purge classes like Disney World paints like they're <laughs> always right they're always painting the park they start at the front and they paint to the back and when they're done they go back to the front and they start over yeah again. that's not hyperbole that's yeah, fact that's what peloton <laughs> does with classes so just <laughs> deal yeah and uh speaking of purging they also got rid of a few stores last week Oh, yeah, there were um, 16 stores that closed across U.S. and Canada. We knew it was going to happen. Doesn't make it any easier on the people that it happened to. For sure. Our heart goes out to all those store employees that lost their job. I will say that they announced the store closing and those stores aren't necessarily closed. Like they're going to happen over the next 60 days. So it was announced last week, but it it may not be be done yet right um my understanding also is there's probably more coming it's the like first one mm-hmm. because a lot i'm sure a lot of cases they're in these malls with they have leases and so if y- you, you can't just do it all at the same time you're still gonna pay the the lease so you might as well leave it up and running yeah but again our heart goes out to yeah. to the folks that it was that effect that it are affected by this and also, for those stores remaining, please remember that if you're planning to order something, call the store. Yeah. You don't have to be in the same city as a store. You can call any store and order it, and they will have it shipped to you. So please, please support your stores. And coming up next, Dr. Jen is going to talk to you about equipment overload. You've got so much Peloton equipment now. How do you decide what to use when? She's going to help you figure out the best way to tackle that after this. This Psychological Edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. 
So good to have you here. And um, our first question comes from one of our listeners, Andrea Van Pelt. She emailed me this one like before I even asked for questions. And I feel like you will know exactly what to say to bring her peace in her heart. She um, she runs and she bikes. OK, she loves the challenge badges and she's considering bringing the rower home, but it's considering is used loosely because it's happening. She loves a demo. So <laughs> she makes it sound like How? a puppy. I'm considering <laughs> bringing the rower home. I mean, it's part of the family time. I yeah. understand. And then she says, How do you feed the need to get the challenge badges yet incorporate multiple pieces of equipment? Look, first of all, you know, I tend to really focus on the process over the outcome. And that it's really important that she create a workout program in the big picture on a week to week basis that is balanced, that makes her feel good, that she looks forward to, that is enjoyable. And I think that probably when she brings the rower home, it's kind of it's the new puppy. Like (laughs) she's going to want to play with it more. Like I I imagine that that will be something that she may want to focus on. And also, you know, you're getting great upper body workout. And actually Robin Ross sent me a great article all about how rowers are great when it comes to preventing osteoporosis. I don't know if you've seen this article. So, you know, she may want to kind of focus a little bit on the rower and maybe get some challenge badges with the rower instead of focusing on the bike and and the tread. But I, I think that it always comes down to balance, whether it is balance in the workout or balance when it comes to challenge badges or completing programs or, you know, anything with your workout that it really is about finding peace, not overdoing it and doing what's right for your body in that particular moment in your life. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of like you have you can she can put the rower first and then she can build the rest of her workouts around that. Exactly. I mean, like my vision and, you know, we were just talking about the rower before we came on the air. But, you know, I imagine using it once or twice a week to kind of balance out the other workouts, depending on kind of how much I connect with it once I get it. And I really like using it as a warm up to my run. Like instead of just running easy, I like to do the row for like 20 minutes, then hop on and do whatever run I had planned instead. And and I still do like a five minute, you know, warm up, just like the warm up that they always do at the beginning of the class, because that helps with you still have your like your your drills and things like that. But I feel like it's it's really a great way to warm up, get your heart rate up, but not like too much. You know what I mean? A great idea. I hadn't even thought of that kind of combining it with other cardio. Ooh, I can see that rower getting to your house even sooner. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, it's inspiring me, that crystal. (laughs) I trust. So are row classes kind of designed to be not as frequent? It seems like a lot of people talk. It seems like when people talk about the rower in general, they don't seem to think of it in the same terms of like they do the bike in frequency. Well, I think I think one thing is, is that it uses all of your muscle, like 86% of your muscle groups. And um, and according to the classes that I've taken, the instructors say it uses 60% legs, 40% upper body, and, and the core is included in the upper body. So I think that people are like, well, I don't want to overdo it with the rower and not be able to do whether their big sport is biking or running. They don't want to overdo it with the legs. I have found 
I can't really overdo it with the legs. It's like so low impact that it doesn't it doesn't wear me out like running. Like I could I mean, it's I don't know how to explain it. It's exhausting doing a 45 minute row, but like in a completely different way than running for 45 minutes. And I could keep going for hours, but I don't. But it's not as engaging as running. So but look, any exercise you can do sitting down, I'm all for <laughs> I love exercising sitting down. Like Olivia has a five minute abs class, a core class where she's wearing a red sports bra and red pants. I've probably done it a hundred times. It's all on your back. <laughs> like if I can lay down and exercise, I am at my happiest. <laughs> I get that you're getting a lot out of it and you're still moving. So um, I think that people are also scared of doing a 45 minute row class because it does incorporate all your muscles. And I think that I think that the unknown is always scary. I remember when I first joined Peloton and, you know, Stephen Little was a coach that I took a lot then. And he would people would be scared to do uh, the endurance stuff that he put out there and they would be scared to do a 60 minute class, scared to do a 90 minute class. And then it became no big deal. And then they kind of took them all away so now we're kind of back at the beginning where you've got 20 minutes 45 I also minutes. think that 45 minutes is a is a big emotional commitment like regardless of like putting aside oh physically can I do 45 minutes like I know that like once a week I do a 45 minute boot camp and I end up sometimes moving like I run on Tuesdays Thursdays and Saturdays and like I do my boot camp on like either Tuesday or Thursday and I find myself kind of moving it around because on the other day, like I piece, I, I do, you know, some, I think right now I do a 20 minute, uh, full body, a 30 minute run and like a five minute, like stretch or core or something like that. And I find that even though I'm sometimes on the other day, I'm actually working out for more minutes, the block of 45 minutes mentally, I have to really kind of get myself psyched up for it. I have to really prepare for it. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Once again, we come at it from two different angles. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much for all of that. Until next time, where can people find you? You can find me on social media at Dr. Jen Mann. Two ends on Jen, two ends on man. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, not as much, but I'm there. Snapchat, all of it. And I also post my uh, workouts on Insta stories every day. Instructors in the news. Robin Arzan has announced her three for 31 challenge, which was her big announcement (laughs) that we talked about last week that was going to be on the CBS this morning. Yes, CBS this morning. Uh, So that that is that is what it was. I, I don't understand why that was newsworthy this year but it sure was i just think it's i guess the size that peloton's gotten to that good for them and good for her absolutely i I think that you know a couple years back it hadn't reached kind of a saturation point where if you know if an instructor did this or how many people have pelotons where now they're so commonplace that you can do stuff like this well the other thing is is that uh we talked about how it was going to affect her web three thing and she said that basically if you put on social that you're doing the three for 31 and you tag the appropriate tags every single day the entire month of december then you get entered to be one of the first people that are actually part of her swagger society so you get to move to the front of the line how about that Mm -hmm. tune day won an award 
Yeah, pretty cool award. Yeah, Creative Person of the Year from the African Diaspora Awards, which is really cool for her It book. is. Yeah, very neat. Yeah. I had to look up what diaspora meant. What does it mean? Uh, people who are not in their homeland. Oh. So you're like, oh, that makes sense. It now. does make yeah. sense. Yeah. So, well, congratulations to her. That's really cool. It is. Christine Dierkelet has an event coming up in Switzerland. Yeah, it's going to be in July. We're, we're making sure you hear about it now because it's in Switzerland. Yes. And you're going to need some time to sign up and pay for it because it's in Switzerland. <laughs> and it's 5000 whatever Switzerland dollars are per person. <laughs> oh, is it? I didn't even read yeah, that part. I, well, I, I found the website that's selling it and it was 5000 I don't know if it was pounds or if, if it's Swiss francs or how that works. I don't know what the little emblems mean. Yeah. Uh, because I am American and pay no attention to other cu- cultures because that's how we roll. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I own it, I guess. Like, I, I'm, just, I'm ignorant of what other countries Does that do. include things like, like your uh, flight or is that just like just for the privilege of being there? I think think just for the privilege of being there but i couldn't tell if like you also get a room because it's at a resort right right so i don't know if that's baked into it all or i think it is baked into it i just wasn't sure about travel because you get you're there for five days you participate in word shops all of the in four four of those days yeah and then there's like events that you guys do together the whole group does together so yeah it's july 10th through 15th in switzerland yeah like i would love to go just to watch it happen you know what i mean yeah i i wouldn't but (laughs) it's not your thing i get it it's not my jam also like if i went to switzerland for five days i wouldn't want to be in a hotel doing workshops i'd want to go look at switzerland they do that too though Do they? Uh, because wherever they went this last year and i know i should know it because they just did it right i think it was in newark wasn't it like it's (laughs) no They went to scenic Newark, and this time they're slumming it in Switzerland. <laughs> no, it wasn't Newark. It was oh. some. It was another cool place. Des Moines. It was in another country, Tom. Oh. But anyway, Des Moines, France. Yes, that was it. Yes. Just so you'll stop interrupting me. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, one of the people that got to go to it had told me that like they did stuff the whole time. Like you could, and they had it broken up so that you could join the group to do the things if you uh-huh. wanted to or not. Like, oh, okay. it, like they would have a big dinner and you could go or you could go do your own thing. Like it wasn't like you have to be. You were, but it was there for you. If mm-hmm. you want. Okay. Cause I was just like, I like, all I could think about is like when we went to podcast movement or I go to pole store, pole star or I, and we never leave. And I don't leave the hotel. Right. No, this is like, like word shops don't last hours. There's, okay. They're like like an hour. So okay. so four of those over five days is not. I, I thought there would be more things in association with that. So okay, you're getting you're still getting to see Switzerland. Yes. Okay. I think just so we can educate the listeners, they should invite us to attend this so we can explain it to people more better. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll just Christine. And, I'm sure you're listening. Right. So and you know. There's why I need to participate in a word shop. I just said more better. Yeah, so, so I need the help. That's not the word shopping that she does. Oh, at all, <laughs> it's self talk and learning about that self talk and how to self talk in a way that is more better. There you go. Okay, there, yeah, yeah. That's I right. will be doing my own retreat in Newark. <laughs> I hope you'll join me it's at a, a hotel. It's at the Days Inn, <laughs> and uh, it's called More Better. Okay, that's yeah. 
Join me, won't you? $20 a person. Yes, and it's worth at least half that. <laughs> Marcel Dinkins has debuted her new IG Live series, We Take the Hill. Yes, and her first guest was Kristen McGee. So they talked all about their why and how to how to do the hard things and how each of them show up. Definitely worth watching. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I suggest that you do. Leanne Hainsby had uh, an emotional post. She did. We had talked a while back that there was going to be um, a fundraiser memorial called uh, Dance with Danny on December 4th. And that was to celebrate Leanne's friend that passed away a few months ago. It's been a while now. Yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah. And uh, Leanne posted kind of a follow up talking about how the event was that it was very difficult to do the event but also healing in its own way and I thought it was really nice that she was able to post about that and share with people it is difficult to be transparent with feelings of this magnitude for sure and I have a lot of respect for her for doing that in such an um a gracious manner yeah so I hope that I hope that she can continue to heal so the final episode of the season of LOL Cody happened with Bo and Yang as the guest, as we knew. But then Mariah Carey, surprise, not unlike All I Want for Christmas is You, popped up unexpectedly. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think a lot of us kind of thought that this might yeah. happen, but it, it was nice to the see. The problem they're having now is that after, now every after single. Lizzo and then Babyface, people are anticipating these sorts of things and... and, and Expecting it to happen Yeah and they're being Really rude about it <laughs> God I just I wish people could Just shut up Like I'm so tired Of all the negativity So like, here's something Positive that God tell me That I haven't heard Anybody acknowledge What It didn't crash Their system That's true Tom. Like Babyface Crashed their system Lizzo crashed Their system So how about a hat tip For Mariah Carey Not crashing their system so either nobody gives a f about mariah carey we know that's not true <laughs> we know that's not true or they fixed it they're fixing things yeah right no that's a really good point yeah and i will also say people were a little annoyed she didn't sing but she did do a little dance so that's good <laughs> i'm sure that's how Is she this, was that the dance yeah, what that you're doing the right dance. that was that's the mariah little... carey dance yeah. careful she'll sue you that's bad. <laughs> trust me hers look nothing like mine <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have one thing in common with her. What's that? All I want for Christmas is you. Aww. Wait, oh, you want Mariah Carey? No, but that's her song. Oh, okay. And then yeah. okay, I was just checking. And speaking of Mariah Carey, Cody then went on to catch her show at Lincoln Center. Is that what this is? I thought this was some other thing. <laughs> well, there's it's Moe Shandons everywhere, so I just yeah, oh, it, she was playing. But she's singing. Is that her? I'm assuming that's her. If you turn up the audio, there she's singing. All I want for Christmas is you. That's what I get for never ever turning the volume up on she's Instagram. She's doing the hand thing with the microphone. Yeah, like with you know that makes makes her voice go up when she raises her hand. I didn't know that was a thing either. Yeah, like I didn't know she did that. She a lot of them do that. Oh, I feel like she was the first I really noticed. The other thing is the fingers on the mic when they would like go high, like their fingers would go up as they would. Hit like hit notes. the high notes. Yeah. And all I could think of is like, you look like Groucho Marx with a cigar. That's so funny because the other night when we were watching Harry Connick Jr., mm -hmm. did you notice the faces that all of the band members were making? Yeah. Like they were, there were some faces. There like, were some faces. I felt like I saw some very private moments with these gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> 
think that clarinet owes you dinner, sir. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a spit valve. That's a swallow valve. <laughs> but by the way, if Harry Connick Jr. is coming to your town, go see go it. Go see it. We went and saw the Christmas show, and it was perfect. Like, just it, it was the perfect because we went and saw Michael McDonald's Christmas show. Don't a do few that. Years back. If you get and a chance to do that, don't. With and I love the Yacht Rock and the Doobie Brothers and that kind of stuff. And that show was trash. <laughs> like it was. It was an hour long. We we. It started at eight. It ended at nine. There was no opening act. And he sang two songs we knew the whole night. And it was all Christmas songs, except it was all Christmas songs you've never heard except for one. And then he sang like one Doobie Brothers song. And that was it. And they were done. And I was just like, what the holy hell is happening? We we were just like, what just happened? And we're Michael McDonald's hometown. Yeah. Like he's from here. And that was what. But the Harry Connick Jr. show was amazing. It was. And it was the perfect selection of of Christmas songs. It wasn't all Christmas songs, but it was mostly Christmas songs. It was Christmas songs that for the most part you would know. Mm -hmm. And it was. And even the ones you didn't know were fun. Were ones he wrote that he's had on his album. So like you're going to see his show. Like that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll allow that, <laughs> Harry. You're allowed. So I'm sure Harry's really, really grateful. He's very invested, in my opinion. Yeah. So, but yeah. anyway, go see Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. Go see Mariah if you can too. But sure. uh, I'm pretty sure that was only for a select few. You yes. had to be in the. You had it to seems, be in the it club to it get in there. It seems very branded. It does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's only like eight rows there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a whole different world. They those instructors live in now. And speaking of the holidays, you know, you're probably trying to figure out how to stay focused on your fitness goals. You want to strike a balance. Angelo's going to help you with how to navigate all the wonderful food at the holiday parties coming up right after this. Clip out. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Uh, Well, we always appreciate that you're here. So thank you for being here. We have a question from Stacy Robb. She wants to know how can she allow herself to indulge a bit for the activities of the season while sticking to a healthy nutritional plan and not go overboard in either direction? Well, Stacy, I'll tell you the trick to that. The trick is indulge a bit, but don't go overboard while sticking to All right. Why didn't well, we think of that? That wraps it right Thanks up. Thanks so much. That'll wrap it up. I'm out. <laughs> so, Stacey, that, that is, no, joking aside, that is a great question. And this is, you know, 101 when I'm coaching with my clients. You know, every time we take on a new client, there's a series of kind of like, high priority topics that we try and cover with our clients. We can't just say, okay, I'm your coach, you know, hop online or hop on zoom or hop on the phone. We're going to have a six hour workshop. Well, you know, you can't download stuff that fast. So we do it gradually, but here are kind of highlights from, you know, the best of most important things you need to know when we start day one. And that is one meal doesn't ruin it. I've watched Thousands of people go off track for one meal, and it is amazing how one meal doesn't ruin it. It is also amazing how the failure to transition back to your routine the next meal or the next day 
will decimate results. Now, when I say transition back, that doesn't mean, okay, you have to measure out every bite. If I can get you to do that, great. But even if it's principled, what happens is there's this kind of limbo state where, well, I'm off track and I know this isn't going to be the greatest weekend and I already blew it Friday night. So we just say, we're just going to bust on through and we're just going to throw caution to the wind Saturday and Sunday. And then Monday comes around. It's like, well, I've got all these leftovers. <laughs> got to finish them off now. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. That's what kills you. That's what kills you. And there's, there's also physiological reasons for that. So the way your body re retains glycogen and stores glucose for future fuel, okay, inside your muscles and inside your liver. If you've been watching what you're eating, likely you're running in a state of minor glycogen depletion, not major, but at least minor glycogen depletion. And the body has the ability to hold extra glucose at the muscle site for a short period of time. So when you have a high carb meal or a high calorie meal, your body will absorb that as a usable fuel. But essentially, think of it in this simplistic terms. Your reserves are now full your cup runneth over. So if you add then on top of that, there's no more room in your muscles to hold extra sugar. So your body's going to store it in the form of fat. And that's what, not what you want. So you have a bad meal, no big deal. Just get back on track. As long as you come back center on your good routine, no permanent harm is going to be done. It's the getting back in routine quickly that the coaches at MetPro are always going to be a stickler for because that's what gets results long term. All right. So I'm I guess the Go so ahead. here's the real question. <laughs> One meal is it going to screw you up? It's like ten meals. Okay, ten meals. What now you got it. What about eight meals? <laughs> 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 Trying to find the tipping point. So. You see? He's Tom always works the angle. He wants to know how much trouble can I get right. in? What will can kill me? And then let's just back it off just, a little. Yeah. Seinfeld, Seinfeld's old shtick. Yeah. <laughs> and it is cliche and it's, you know, haiku and we're always saying it, but it is really about routine more than diet. And it is. And, and all of that stuff is is relevant, um, but it's not what happens Saturday night, you know, special occasions, uh, busy seasons. It's what happens two o'clock in the middle of the afternoon on Tuesday. If you don't have something special going on, I once had a, a conversation with a client where he's like, I don't know if I can do this, Angelo, because here I have on the 22nd, I have this going on. And then on the 26th, I have this going on. I'm like, great. I want you to get out a calendar and circle all the meals where you're going to completely blow it. And he goes, okay, well, here, here, here. I said, now add five more to that. And if you can stick to that, you are going to have the best diet month you've ever had in your life. That is so true. <laughs> the reality, it's not this one-off here or there. It's the 45 meals and snacks you're going to have in between Monday and the weekend. Can we get 85% of those to be dialed in when nothing special is going on? Can you say, hey, I have a goal, I have a purpose, I want to nourish my body. Can you stick to a healthy vitality protocol where you're actually eating in a way that's going to promote the specific goal, whether that's performance or weight loss or PRs, whatever it is. 
can you eat in a way that is going to propel your goal forward the majority of the time, the majority of your meals? If your answer to that is yes, you can absolutely make progress. It doesn't matter the time of year. Okay. For sure. I I mean, I know Chris and I have talked about this a lot that you you do, you give yourself permission because you're like, well, what difference does it make now? And the answer is a lot. A it lot. makes a lot of difference. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's also interesting how it's shifted for both Tom and I mindset wise, because we've been we've been doing this for a long time now. And it's interesting because I know we still have our, our things where we go off, you know, like recently when we went out of town for Thanksgiving, we still did not. And, and honestly, we had the best intentions, like really. But there were things that happened to us, like that, that, we like, ended we ended up in a food desert. Did and not expect was, that. Did not see we, that coming. And it, and it forced us to miss lunch and dinner. Yeah. And then when we finally sure. sat down to eat at nine o'clock at night, like it wasn't we pretty. Ate all the food. It was not pretty. It was not pretty. <laughs> sure. But but the interesting thing is, the next day we like didn't go crazy. When in the past we would have like in the past we yeah. would have just been like ah whatever it's all just forget it right. forget it all and we didn't and I'm not saying we because we don't we indulge some every single day but it was not just a free for all like it was on the cruise <laughs> <laughs> like the cruise incident we won't talk about it. yeah <laughs> calories don't count at sea it's international waters everybody that's right everybody knows that's that yeah that's <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't have to tell a, a fitness expert that. Exactly. Like you, should, or you know all this. Everybody knows that yeah. in international waters. Right. The, uh, it all comes back to, using the nautical term, anchoring <laughs> to a solid routine. If you have a good routine in place, it's not a big deal. You know, yes, there's tricks of the trade, you know, and that's what that's what we do with our clients. We help them with tricks of the trade because there's a lot of people who can indulge, can have a cheat meal, let's call it, and know how to determine what's the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, and simply stay out of the ugly and go with the good and the bad and we're going to be all right. (laughs) But most people don't know what those things really are. You know, there's good, bad and ugly when it comes to dessert, when it comes to entrees, when it comes to beverages and alcohol, you know, so those are all the little nuances that, of course, we love helping people discern and that just you know, tips the scales, no pun intended, in your favor when you have all those pieces working together. But the big overarching theme is going to be less about what happens on Saturday night with your family and more about what happens Monday morning. Are you back in a routine? And I'll, I'll give you a little heads up for what you're actually battling. You're going to be battling a stomach ache Monday morning where you feel like I never need to eat another bite for the rest of my life. So you're going to go half of Monday without eating anything. And then, and then then you're going to be like, wow, it's amazing at four 30 in the afternoon on Monday, after eating nothing all day, I really want to eat the same thing that I ate last night. And so it can really quick perpetuate itself. So just be on the lookout for that. Ease yourself back into your routine small meals don't let it turn into this not eating until you're starving fest one one more related kind of question to this is you know sometimes people will say things like you know if you're on a diet then I don't consider Metpro a diet, but but some people think that as sure. we have these conversations, that the goal is that we're trying to say everyone needs to eat a certain way or or do a certain thing or it's all about 
um, kind of making yourself feel miserable all the time. And 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 it's, as but when we talk about these things, like having these one offs, it's not like the rest of the time you're miserable. And I think that right. I think that that's important to note, especially when we're in busy times or we're in times where we're spending a lot of times with our family and friends. And there's all these treats around that. Like, it's not about denying yourself. It's about Correct. how do you want to feel and what your goals are. And for some people, that comes really easily just eating good foods. But if you're some Somebody like Tom and I that does not come easily and so we have to work at it and we have to do that routine that you're talking about you hit the nail exactly on the head crystal and let's let's turn this into a whole tirade now so, <laughs> all right so it's about purposeful eating it's about purpose to your approach there is no right or wrong and so I'll, I'll go on a, a mini rant because we get you know the industry swings you know, it used to be all carbs are bad. And then we were weird for saying, no, wait a second, all carbs aren't necessarily bad. And then it was, you know, you only eat between these hours. And like, well, actually, we have found that with all types of different eating schedules and styles, when strategic, you can have good results. And then we were weird for saying that. And now it's, oh, no, never deny yourself anything. It's all about having a healthy relationship with food. And that, of course, is true as well purposeful because everybody asks me, well, what's the right strategy? And the answer is always, it depends. So for years, for a decade, here was the business I'm in. People would come to me because they needed to edge out their competitor on stage at a physique contest where if they didn't eat perfect on a meal plan strategy that was going to be the winning strategy for them to bring their best at 6.30 p.m. on a specific date where they're going to be <laughs> under the lights and tanned up and the oil and flexing and they were a little bit glycogen depleted, then they're going to end up having the silver medal instead of the gold. And that is what MetPro was designed for. And so when somebody comes to me and asks me, help me get in shape. I'm going to ask, are you a competitor who is already weighing, managing, calculating every macronutrient, every meal that you're eating, preparing in advance, carrying the foods with you, and you're looking to actually place at your next competition? Here is the strategy for that. If somebody comes to us that is part of the majority of society that says, you know what, I'm just tired of feeling exhausted all the time. I want to look and feel my best while living my best life. And I know that I need to instill some healthy habits. I need to find a food strategy that works for me. I need to find something that's not punishing that'll still get me feeling better. Guess what? You're going to be able to do that. And your program is going to look nothing like those nine to five <laughs> bodybuilders. It's just that's what everyone has in their mind. They think that they're going to get put on a regiment that's going to feel like a highly advanced pro athlete or bodybuilder or figure competitor, when in reality, it's going to be how do we take the 80-20 rule, the best of what they're doing and apply it principally across your day-to-day -day life. And I will be the first person to tell you none of this is worth it if you don't enjoy food. Yes. You have to go out and have yourself a good indulgence. Otherwise, why bother to have what and never enjoy food? Yes. That's not it's about well thank you get yourself 
solid routine and then you're going to be able to have the indulgences you want and you're going to be able to enjoy them guilt-free because it's not going to amount to a hill of beans it's not going to hurt you it's not going to set you back you're still going to be able to make great progress and have that balance in your life thank you awesome yeah. I well, feel like if it's... people rant over, rant <laughs> over, I promise. If and if people would like uh, nutritional information like this tailored to their lifestyle, where can they find you? They can go to metpro.co/cto. TCO. No. TCO. <laughs> See, this is why I need you guys. metpro.co/tco. So now clip the out is going to get all the credit clip for the out's going to get all the <laughs> It wouldn't be it wouldn't be one of our normal episodes if we didn't have That's that. True. Really. That's true. Not at all. <laughs> oh, love it. Thank you. Thank guys. you. Peloton celebrity sightings. So she's not a celebrity to us, but for our UK listeners, I'm sure she is because they wrote an article about her in the Sun. So she's got to be something. But Susanna Reed, who hosts Good Morning Britain, uh, was talking about her fitness journey and how much she digs her Peloton. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I just, I love seeing the different phrases that UK uses in their articles yes. versus the U S articles. Mm-hmm. Like in America, the headline would read Susanna Reed reveals what she's, that she's doing Peloton and after gaining some weight and, and what the sun says is that she reveals doing Peloton and cutting out snacks after putting on a stone. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, it just sounds like she picked up a yes. boulder and she's carrying it. Yeah. She wants to increase her resistance. <laughs> the knob's not enough. She's doing it with a rock strapped to her back. Oh. Like Sisyphus. <laughs> I know he didn't. He pushed it. I don't at me. I, I know that. So, um, yeah, I looked that up. Uh, that translates into roughly 14 pounds. Okay. So okay. if you're curious. Thank you. So she well. also talked about how they also, there was also something else they said in here, which I thought was interesting. And it says it, it's a word we use, but in a, in a slightly different conjugation, it says Susanna, who has been candid about being teetotal. Like non-alcohol. Right. But like we say, they're a teetotaler. Yeah. I've never heard it used being like teetotal. being teetotal. I haven't either. Yeah. I just huh. thought that was interesting. And then they also referred to her having anxiety. Yeah. I've never heard that. I haven't either. So apparently, I don't think that's a British thing, but it's just a phrase we haven't heard. But it, it's some people when they have a hangover, they also have anxiety. Oh, they get anxiety. So- can, while we're on phrasing, okay. can, can we talk about this goblin mode thing that everybody's talking about this week? Is this going back to the guy in the clarinet? No, oh. actually. <laughs> that would be uh, goblin but, mode. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you hear that this week that the, the new word that got added to the Oxford Dictionary this year yeah. was like goblin mode? Goblin I did mode. see that, but it was so dumb I didn't read the headline. Um, also, it irritates me when you add phrases to the dictionary and words. say it's a word. Like that's a phrase, not a word. I agree. I agree. But do we know what goblin mode is? No. Okay. Well, never mind. Okay. I, I thought you were going to tell me. I well, was. I thought you would know. I was riveted, let and me, I thought you were going to let share. Me Google it. What goblin mode was? But in my head, it's dirty. I'm hoping. Like, come on. A type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectation. Well, first off, I feel like this is hurtful to goblins. 
Apologies to goblins. I don't know that I can co-sign this. <laughs> well, where did that come from? I don't know. Kids today and their goblin hatred. <laughs> it's probably from kids watching too much damn Harry Potter. <laughs> 18 years ago <laughs> it just made it to the dictionary yeah well there is a lag time right, right like right. so maybe i don't know yeah so we'll while ask the teenagers later yes speaking of while we're talking about celebrities but not teenagers because i know teenagers are going to know who this is but uh donna mills was talking to aarp <laughs> because of course <laughs> but okay but in fairness i have donna mills up on the screen right now yeah and i know that like this is a pro shot so she's got all the makeup and all the things going she for looks her. amazing but even even taking that into account 81 years old my hats off to donna mills geez louise she looks better at 81 than i look now and it's annoying 81 years old she's just gorgeous so but apparently she's a big fan of her peloton yeah i think we've talked about this before she's posted oh, really? on instagram about it perhaps. i didn't remember that yeah but she is talking to arp about aging and how to stay looking like that so apparently if you're in your 40s and you've got a peloton you're well on your way to looking like Donna Mills when you're 81. Oh, good. So, good. I am all set. And for people who are wondering, she started on Knots Landing, yeah. which I, I would probably have to explain what Knots Landing is to people. Yeah. That don't know. I don't know. Like, that, if you don't know. If you don't yeah. know who Donna Mills is, I don't know that you know what Knots Landing is, which was a nighttime soap opera from the 80s. It was a spinoff of Dallas, mm -hmm. which I don't know if that helps you with anything. So I would she think. She was Clint Eastwood's girlfriend in Play Misty for me. I think it was the last time he had an age appropriate on screen girlfriend. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Peloton Artist Collaboration. The latest artist series features Kane Brown. Well, hello, Kane. Hello, nice to Kane. see you again. So I think this is great because I know a lot of people don't feel like there's enough country music on the yeah. Peloton platform. Yeah. So here you go. Now I know he's definitely crossed over with top 40 stuff as well. For sure. But his roots are country music. Yep. Yep. And uh, I would call him solidly in the new country. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. There is nothing classic country about his music. No. I enjoy it, though. Absolutely. I'm not even a country guy, but he has songs I like. I liked all the money I made off of him when we did a Kane Brown show at my arena. <laughs> I enjoyed watching Front so, Row. So thank you, Kane Brown. <laughs> and for anyone listening, we bought those tickets. We did. We paid cash money for them. That's why when that lady wouldn't get out of my way, I had no problem telling her to freaking move it. Yes. Because we bought those tickets fair and square and she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and also, since I said the name of the last artist collaboration, I'll let you say the name of this one. I got it. Sport Frenoid. Frenoid? F sure. <laughs> okay. Sport, sport Frenoid. Sport I, I think you're adding syllables. <laughs> sport sport Frunde? See? I got sport you to say frund? it. I got you to say it. Stiller. <laughs> sport sport Frun Stiller. So I think they're related to Ben Stiller, right? No, actually. The Jerry Stiller's bastard. In children. German, in German, they are a uh, legendary German indie band, and, and the name of their band means Friends of Sport. In like which you when you translate it from German okay. to English, and so this was perfect for the new. Uh, wait, wait, what was happening with the soccer and the, oh the FAFSA? No, no, <laughs> FIFA. Fisting? FIFA. What was it? <laughs> was it FIFA? FIFA. FIFA. 
Yeah. FIFA? I don't know. I feel FIFA FIFA? F-I-F-A. Look, man, if we were soccer balls. Look, here's the deal. If we didn't know who a baseball player was, there's you no... think there's a hope in hell of us knowing soccer? Yeah. No. We don't. No. We don't. We know that America participated and won a game. Ooh. We do know that. That's breaking news. Yeah. We got all the scoop here <laughs> about the soccer. That's why you tune in. Yes. So we can tell you about <laughs> sportsy stuff. Yes. So we have no idea who these people are, and that's okay. But let me tell you something. Because it's not for us, it's for Germans. But I need to say something. These guys talked to me on Instagram. How about that? I posted their thing, and they were like, hi. How cool is that? Oh, that's cool. Like none of the Americans people do say that. Hi in German? No, they sent me a little high emoji. Okay. It was, was like, a little hand waving at I me. Like, I, I don't know how you say hi in German. My first thought was Heil, and I'm like, I don't think they do that anymore. No, seems, I don't think so. But no, it was a German artist series. So for all of you out there, they're like, I've never heard of it. Right. You yeah, don't live in okay. Germany. Yeah, yeah. There's multiple countries now. And like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> there's been multiple countries yeah. for a while now. Well, time. yeah, but in the Peloton world. <laughs> yeah. But, but Mela, uh, Tobias and Marcel, all, Marcel Mauer all did uh, classes for this artist series. I thought awesome. that was really cool. Absolutely. In case you missed it. We have a new adaptive uh, class from Logan Aldridge. Not just a class, oh. honey. It's a program. Okay. And the cool part about this is they had a, a, a seating adaptive strength program, a seated, did I say that right? A seated <laughs> adaptive strength program. Okay. And it was for a week and there were 11 different classes and now they're standing adaptive oh, okay. strength. Uh, so this was just released. So that is super cool. I love all these adaptive classes. Uh, can I just say on one more note about Logan, I was able for the first time to take one of his tread classes this week. Something stood out to me at the very beginning of his class. Mm -hmm. He described what he was wearing for people who could not see it. Okay. And I I really loved that. And I will also say, oh, my God, this man has the best energy (laughs) on a tread. Like Always. It's not just on a tread. He does it all the time. And so if you haven't gotten a chance to take a class with Logan, you need to stop what you were doing and go do that now. Because he really is a joy to take a class with. That is all. Okay. We also have new lane break levels. Yeah, Holiday Mix. This one feature, features Kylie Minogue, Kelly Clarkson, Michael Buble, Dan and Shay, and more. I could say every single name on there. <laughs> Thank you, DJ John Michael. <laughs> I knew everyone. And I dig that Kylie Minogue Christmas song. I don't know why that's not a, more of a staple. I agree because you 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 played it for me a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, we've listened to it since then. And you were like, check this out. And yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Like that song should be everywhere. everywhere. I, yeah. Well, I'm going to lane break to it for okay. what it's worth. Well, enjoy. I will. Peloton birthdays. And finally, we have one birthday this week. It's Marcel Maurer. Well, that is taking place on December 12th. So happy birthday, Marcel. We hope it's a good one. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Melissa Call, mm-hmm. who is a singer-songwriter and works on Broadway. Yeah. Fascinating and very inspirational. You yeah, need to listen. For sure. So stick around. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Melissa Call, but I've been told she goes by Melly. 
Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being. We're very excited you are here. For listeners who may not know, we got to meet you in person when we were in New York a few months ago. And we'll get to how that all came to be. But it was super cool. We always love meeting people from the Peloton community. So it was really fun to get to do that. So it was so cool to get to meet you guys because everyone's like a virtual friend. I know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, you're alive. Like, you have, like, you breathe. You have a physical existence. Yeah, because during the pandemic, that's really what got me through. And it's like all these hands that I'm high-fiving. But to actually see someone in person, it was really lovely. It makes a huge difference. And I say it all the time, but I really feel like that is kind of the community of like those connections, being able to see people in real life. That's what keeps me coming back for more to keep doing the podcast, to keep showing up like that. I love having those conversations and seeing people in real life. So it's very cool. But now, how did you originally find Peloton? Okay, so I actually was one of the people that sort of discovered Peloton during the pandemic. I mean, like I had done spin classes my entire life. I used to teach spin. I've gone to every studio there is, but I'm also an avid runner. And I've been dealing the last few years with different injuries. So I've been doing some of Matt Wilper's Strength for Runners, which is really wonderful. I feel like he's met with my physical therapist and they were like, make her do this. (laughs) Um, But I basically was like, trying to run during the pandemic. And I was so injured. I had Achilles tendonitis and I had all these things that were kind of acting up. And normally when that would happen, I would go to a spinning studio or I would go to the gym and I couldn't do that. And so I had had friends that had sworn by Peloton before the pandemic that were trying to get me to go to classes. And I just hadn't been available, but I had been meaning to go. And I was like, well, I can get a bike. (laughs) And so I was like, I might as well. Like I had never done any of their classes. Like I didn't know the style. I didn't know any of the instructors. And I was out of work. I had just moved back to New York and I work in theater. So everything had shut down. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know if I should be spending this money. Yeah, that's a fair um, question. (laughs) Yeah. But I was just going crazy. I needed something. And so I got my bike and I could say for the first like three months, I actually didn't buy the membership because I was afraid. I was worried about money, you know, because it was like Broadway was shut down, you know? And since I had taught classes before, I did the sample classes and then I would make playlists and I would like teach myself. (laughs) And then it just started getting to a point, I think it was like in February of that year. So that'll be like two years from this coming February. Okay. I took my first class. Then I was like, wow, I really like this style. I felt like it was safe. It was fun. But I didn't find an instructor I had really connected with. And I was just trying all the different ones until I found Jen Sherman. And then I was like, (laughs) I think it was like two minutes in. I don't even remember what song it was, but she was just so funny and such a great instructor. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's my first (laughs) one. And I remember because I had gone through the last few years have been difficult for me. I went through a divorce from my ex-wife. My father was diagnosed with Parkinson's and Mm. dementia. I really wrestled with if I should move back to New York because I was down in Miami with my father. And I had opportunities that popped up before the pandemic shut everything down. And so I had come back and I found myself just isolated and completely alone. And I can say that the day I took Jen Sherman's class, 
I remember walking around smiling. Like I was just happy and I had been so unhappy going through so much and it just, she really uplifted my soul and it was like, okay, this is something special. And so I just kept doing it and then it's helped me heal a lot of the injuries I had and made me a stronger athlete. So that's a very long winded answer to your question. Wow. Wow. What a story. Yeah. It's also a very long winded podcast. So don't feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. You you belong here. (laughs) I talk. talk. (laughs) <laughs> well good that's kind of yeah. what we were hoping yeah for. these don't go well when people don't it's so. weird no i yeah. t- sometimes my friends are like okay you left like a five minute voicemail like you can just say call me well i just wanted you to know what was going on in my life they're Aww. like but melly voicemail shouldn't have subplots <laughs> Yours had a B exactly. story. Does- In my head, they do. Like, I'm just like, and then this, and then this, and then this. So. <laughs> That's funny. I was taking a class. I'm pretty sure it was with Marcel Dinkins. Maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong instructor, but I know I was taking a class recently with an instructor and... Oh, I know. It was Camilla. It was Camilla. Camilla Ramon. Uh, yeah. She just got added to the tread. And she was like, I will answer the phone, but do not leave me a voicemail. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> And she was That's like, funny. she was like, don't even get me started on anything longer than a minute. Like, I'm just going to delete you. It's not going to happen. I would totally annoy her. <laughs> I just, I can't help it. It's just like how I've always been. I was the kid in class, like, okay, stop talking. <laughs> well, I also think there's a little bit of change whenever you go from one generation to another right because yes. like our kids they don't use the phone at all like at all oh, i mean all. it's everything's texting not to talk. yeah not yeah. to talk yeah. exactly so it would be weird and i know camilla's on the younger end of things so i think that might be part of the don't leave me a voicemail but <laughs> oh that makes sense yes totally okay I'm so older. And you mentioned Broadway. And so how we got to meet you is you were working on The Music Man. Like you do costume design, correct? I don't do costume design. I work as a dresser. A dresser. Okay, I'm sorry. Like I'm in the wardrobe department. Okay. So basically I work, I'm with the kids. So I'm like in charge specifically of the boys because there's like eight, sometimes nine kids. Yeah. Depending on if we have like a swing with us. So there's a woman who dresses the girls and then I dress the boys. So I'm in charge of their costumes, making sure that they have like everything they need for every scene. And it's been really, really fun. I don't have children of my own, but these kids have been like, they speak words that I don't understand. (laughs) And they're teaching me that I'm like really old fashioned and certain like lingo and stuff I say. (laughs) So they're making me cool. We just have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun together. And the show is, it's just wonderful people. So it's been an honor. That's really cool. And I mean, I hate to burst your bubble, but as soon as you say the word that the 12 year olds say, it's no, it's not cool. cool. We ruin it. Yeah, we we ruin ruin it. Like anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone over a certain age, if we adopt the lingo, they immediately abandon it. I mean, it's true. They just laugh at me. Yeah. Yeah. And our kids, when we say something, so one's that we have at home, one's 16 and one's 18. And if we say something that's like from the new vernacular, like they immediately groan. Yeah. Like it's like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) And then they make up a new word. They'll just say stuff like that to me. They'll be like, Melly. Oh my God. (laughs) What should I say? Let's talk, Melly. Let's talk. I feel like they're the adult sometimes and I'm the kid. I'm going in there and I'm like shutting the lights on and off or I'm just really impatient to get them dressed. And they're like, Melly, 
calm down. <laughs> What's happened here? I don't know what this says about my maturity level. But <laughs> it was funny. They were going around and they were picking because there's a bunch of us that work with the kids. And there's another dresser, but then there's also child guardians who are basically like a mom, a teacher, a parent. I mean, they're like everything, making sure, because some of these kids are really young. Like our youngest is seven. So to make sure that they're safe, we want to make sure they're not hit by scenery. I mean, if they're tired, if they're sick, like all sorts of stuff. And so one day the boys were going around to all of us saying, you, they're like, okay, Melly, they're just, Jill, you look this age, but you act this age. When they came to me, I was like, Melly, you look, and I was just like, like, oh no, <laughs> you brace yourself. And they said 21 or something. And I said, great. Didn't you know I turn 21 every year? I turn 21 every year. That's amazing. <laughs> and they said, but you act like you're 10. <laughs> and I said, yep. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> well, coming from like a 10 year old, I don't even know if that's an insult. I know. That just means you yeah, fit in. I, I was just like, I own it. That I do. We got to see you interact with them briefly because they were like all waiting at the door for you. Yeah. And they seemed to really love you. They, did. they were like, you could tell there was a they real connection. They were excited to yeah. see you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I feel the same way, like especially having gone through like so much of what I've gone through, having them to come to every day. They're just kids are so great because they just live in the moment. And so they're just happy to be there. They're not moody. If something's wrong, they say, I'm really upset because of this, this or this. But they're just like, we get to do two shows today. This is great. That's an energy I really like being around. I like being around positive people. Yeah. And it's very refreshing. I'm really lucky I've had this opportunity. We're actually only running until January. So after that, I'm not quite sure what I'll be doing. But this has been an incredible year. Yeah, that would have to be a very anxiety inducing career mm -hmm. to just kind of know you're always kind of on the lookout for the next gig. It very much is. But I always say it kind of chose me. My passion is singing and songwriting. Mm -hmm. And that kind of led me to that. Like, I just work in the arts. <laughs> and that's not something that was really a choice. It was just my soul kind of you have no choice because you're just not going to be happy unless you're a part of this, but it is very difficult and you really have to learn to kind of just let go, trust the universe, do the work, put it out there, trust that you're going to be taken care of. And, and that is a very hard lesson and a scary place to be. It's like so. playing Frogger. Yeah. Not the oh, road totally. part, but where the logs go by and like <laughs> yes. you hop on a log and then you just hope that there's going to be another log in time for you to to hop yes. onto that. It's interesting you say that because I actually had a dream a few months ago. This was actually about my music, but I had a dream that I was standing at the edge of a cliff and I had to jump. I wanted to get to this forest that was like across and sort of down below this amazing forest, but there was no log. And in my dream, there was a voice that said, you have to jump. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I finally jumped. And when I jumped, a log appeared. Ah. And I woke up and I felt, very strongly that that was just a message to trust. But man, it's hard. I'm yeah, sure. It's been a little bit since they announced that they were going to end the show in January. Yeah. So like, can you start looking for things? Yes. I've reached out to other people, friends, contacts, just saying we're closing. I don't know what's going to happen if you're going to need someone. And that's kind of like what all of us do. And then one of my friends who's actually a wonderful man, he's the supervisor at Moulin Rouge. 
he's offered me a day. It's called day work or two days of day work where you go in and you help prepare the costumes like during the day. So I started doing that in addition to the music man, just to kind of bridge. Yeah. He was also the person when I first came back to the city, I was calling people. I didn't have work and he took care of me. I was working at Moulin Rouge actually right before the pandemic. Oh, wow. Yeah. So is that something though, that like, Having worked on something as successful as the Music Man, does that kind of help get the attention when you're going for the next thing? You're like, hey, I I just did the Music Man. Yes, yes. But a lot of this business, whether it's backstage or on stage, a lot of it is who you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Someone vouching for you, someone saying this person's not a freak. They're going to work hard. Or a freak in the right way. In the right. Well, we're all freaks. I should really just say. Everyone in theater is a freak, yeah. <laughs> but we're lovable. In theater, weird, where they're like, don't worry, know? this person isn't normal at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, none sure. of us could really do the kind of nine to five. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but all of us have, there's just reasons why we couldn't For do sure. it. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see it in my daughter. Not so much Brian, just because I haven't seen him kind of reject typical hours but like my daughter she's very much into drawing and it's just you can tell that like she has to do it on her own terms and I feel like other people we've known who have been in the arts that tends to be how their brain works like it's just like I need to do it at this time I need to do it in this way and I feel like that must be really hard to find your way whenever you're so creative and you have so many things to show people because like I'm assuming part of your brain is always like wanting to work on your music instead of like going over to theater. You might love it, but it's still yeah. you have these other things you'd rather be creating. And it's probably a difficult thing to work. It through. is. It's hard to balance it all. For me, I've wanted to sing since I was born. My mom said that I used to sing myself to sleep in my crib. Aww. Like she'd walk in and I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I vaguely remember that. I remember crying and then realizing I could sing. <laughs> and... <laughs> That is my biggest passion and it's always been my biggest outlet. And through that, through auditioning, writing music, studying, I sort of was led into theater, into the backstage work, which for me is such a gift because I stay inspired. Definitely there are days when I'm working on my music and I have to put my guitar down and go into work. But the great news is that by working on these shows, I'm inspired. So I write music because it inspires me. And I think if I were to work somewhere else, I don't know if I would be able to be as creative. So it like sets the spark. And then I try to learn what I can when I'm at the show from all the incredible people I'm working with, because everyone is so intelligent and has worked so hard to be on Broadway in any capacity you really have had to pay your dues. Yeah. And you really Except have for had that seven-year-old. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. And their attitudes. It's like if they're sick or if they're hurt, I'll go over to them. I say, are you okay? I'll be fine. I just need to rest. Aww. They just handle things. They have this amazing attitude. Yeah. So I try to learn from them and then take it and apply it to my own music and use it to inspire me to go pursue my music. I would think it'd be hard to write songs when you're hearing the same musical every day. I feel like you'd write a song and get halfway through and be like, nope, that's 76 trombones. I wrote it again. It's the third time I've written that song. Oh my God. That music is so like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, it's so beautiful. But there's some days where I rewrite the lyrics, you know, yeah. Yeah. we're all like making up silly things and saying stuff. 
But no, the music that I end up writing, I never know when it's going to come. And it usually comes from something emotional, whether it's happy or sad. There's usually some emotion that's so strong that I feel this kind of like, I need to get my guitar right now. And I go and I get my guitar and I'll sit there and I'll just play around. And sometimes something comes and sometimes nothing comes. But when I get that feeling, usually I can write. And it's a question of, is the song going to take a few months to write? Or is it going to be a song that I write in five minutes? Which sometimes, like, I had a dog who passed away. Her name was Dublin. And I wanted to write a song for her. And I just, my friend who's a musician kept saying, write a song for her. It'll help you heal. Write a song. And I just couldn't write it. I couldn't connect to it. Months were going by. I kept trying. Nothing was happening. And then one day I had that feeling and I sat down and within five minutes I had written the entire song. So it's like, you just never know kind of how it's going to hit. But I think sometimes with stuff like that, like your brain is working on it in the back. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like even if you're not. There's a tab open. Yeah. (laughs) And actually in terms of what we're talking about, there was one time when I was backstage And one of the little boys, his name is Tanner, he had suggested an idea for me about a song. And he said, I think you should write a song about a memory. And I thought, well, that's a great idea. And and he said, yeah, just think of like a special memory. And I thought, that's a really great idea. When I was thinking about it, and I had this memory of being in Disney with my father. And all of a sudden, and because of everything my dad's been going through, I felt very passionate about it. Downstairs, presetting all the costumes for the finale, which you guys saw the show, so you know, it's a massive change. Yeah, Everyone that's a lot, kind of, of, lot of new costumes. Comes <laughs> on and it's craziness backstage. And in the middle of that, this song came into my head. And I'm like, I have to write this down. I don't have my guitar. I had a tune. I had words. It just all came to me. And I'm literally pulling out my phone, <laughs> trying to write down what was coming into my head and then getting the boys dressed and it was crazy. And I got home maybe around midnight when I took out my guitar and I kind of thought, sorry, neighbors, I'll try to be <laughs> and I wrote the song and got it out of me and recorded it. But that was a perfect example of when both of those things are conflicting. Yeah. You know, the goal is I love working on Broadway. I'm so lucky and blessed to be able to do this, but I do hope that one day, my work will be my music. Yeah. I can go visit all my friends and hang out. And it's such a gift, but I've been working on my music since I was a baby. Yeah. I was literally right. Yeah. 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 So that's just, so is it anywhere where people can go find it? I do have a few songs that are on Spotify, iTunes and YouTube under Melissa call. I think I've only released five songs right now. They're dreams to find Endless Tears, Dublin, a song for my dog, Believe in Tomorrow, and Just Yet. Those are the songs that I recorded and have put out there. I have written so many other songs since then, but the pandemic took a lot of my money and then yeah. and it costs money to record. Until you get a recording contract, it can cost money to do it yourself. Sure, and I was yeah. doing it all myself. So I've written a lot of songs and now kind of my focus has been trying to perform and get out there and I get stage fright. I also credit Jen Sherman in helping me with dealing with that because I can honestly say for years, I was too afraid to share my music. Like really too afraid just because it's so personal. And when you're playing a character, when I would be acting in a show, I still would have stage fright, but you're in that character. Right. You're singing music someone else wrote. 
you're playing a totally different role. When you're singing your own songs, you wrote them. And I've sort of had to start looking at them as I'm a character singing my songs, even though I wrote them as I start to perform them, I'm sort of trying to look at them in that way. You almost so have that to I distance feel, yourself from them a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah because it's really terrifying <laughs> putting your heart out there. During the pandemic, I kept listening to her say, telling her story of how she was hired and how she sent that email. And you just never know until you try. And I kept thinking, and I'm a very motivated, determined person. I set a goal and I do it. And this was something that was just, I had been struggling with. And I thought, what have I done? I've recorded some songs. I've been working on writing my songs, but I haven't really performed because I've been scared. And so she helped me see I needed to just face that and just do it. And so I've slowly started to do that. I've still been terrified. My first open mic last week where I got up with other singer songwriters and sang one of my songs. And I've been putting that off for a very long time because getting up in front of other singer songwriters to me is really terrifying. I'm <laughs> sure. So, I'm sure. Well, yeah. so how did it go? Do you feel like it went well? And I felt like it went well. The people were really supportive. I got up there and in the first moment, I felt disconnected from my body. It just felt, I heard myself on the microphone, but it just felt like, oh my God, what am I doing? What the hell am I doing? And then I just breathe, just connect to what you love. And then I kind of got into it and it wasn't perfect. I always hear every mistake I make because that's just human nature. Human nature. Who I am. Yeah. I'm a perfectionist. But for what it was, I felt proud of what I did. Now I have to go back and just keep doing it. Well, good. So, oh, good for awesome. you. That's a huge Thanks. step right there. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank I'm, you. I'm very proud of you. We tell the kids all the time, and I know it's different because you're an adult, but it's true for all of us, right? Like the things that you're scared of, it's you can be brave and scared. It's not one or the other. Yeah. And so yeah. that takes if a lot of bravery. If you're not scared, it's not bravery, right? Exactly. Right. And I'm learning it's okay. It means you care. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it was just something that because I'm so shy, naturally, one of my voice teachers always used to talk to me about Barbara Streisand because she has stage fright. And he said, if your passion is greater than your fear, he said, then that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And he said, in your case, I really think it is. And my mom used to joke with me when I was a kid, because I remember her best friend brought me balloons on my birthday and I was too shy to <sighs> thank her. I was Aww. hiding behind my mom. I was too afraid to actually look at her friend and say, thank you. And my mom said, why would you pick this? <laughs> like, what on <laughs> earth? Like, you pick this road where you have to be in the public eye. And it's like I said in the beginning, I just feel like it kind of picked me. It's just the inside of me, what my spirit is trying to do. And I just kind of have to get out of the way and deal with it. <laughs> it's the price of entry. It is. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, it takes a lot of bravery. So that's really great that you're doing it and that you keep doing it. And that's very, very awesome. Thank you so much. So yeah. what is your leaderboard name? Sparkle Pegasus. That's a hell of a leaderboard name. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I wanted Sparkle Unicorn, but I think that was taken. And basically, there's no like deep meaning behind it, except for the fact that I love sparkles <laughs> and I love unicorns and rainbows and pegasuses and just anything that has to do with like magical stuff. I instantly have and a trapper keeper 
in my head. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank. Yeah. Yes. I always looked for those with unicorns or something. On yes. Them, so. Yes. Yeah. Even the I magical remember. dolphins were amazing, right? They would always oh, have the little. I, <laughs> the dolphins, just in general, are one of my favorite animals. Actually, I actually tried to be a dolphin trainer years ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. That was actually something because growing up in Miami, I was always in the water. Yeah. And my mom was used to joke I was a mermaid and I was looking for a job during a summer and the place that I was looking at at the time really helped rescue dolphins and rehabilitate them and I thought what the heck I love dolphins I'll try I didn't make it because you had to be an incredible swimmer which I mean I've been swimming my entire life but it wasn't even about that it was about being able to hold your breath Ah. for a very long time because the people who would work with the dolphins would also work with the orcas who could dive very deep I just thought you were because of the smell (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh it did smell (laughs) but they were so beautiful I didn't care but I couldn't hold my breath I was so proud I did the best of all the girls we had to hold our breath we went into the sea lion pool I had to swim across and back underwater holding my breath and I had made it the whole way and was coming back and I was like three quarters of the way back and I started blacking out. I thought, Ooh, yeah, yeah that's not good. for air. Like this, don't die. Yeah. Right. This is dumb. Yeah. Good call. So good call. I do love dolphins. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhere there's a picture of like a seven-year-old me getting kissed by a sea lion. My really? parents took us yes. to SeaWorld when I was a child before that was. There's also an adult picture yeah. of you getting kissed by a dolphin. <laughs> Sorry if that's problematic. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> I love them. They're magical. They, are. they really are. Well, you know, I think they're so of, intelligent. Speaking of the Trapper Keepers, I was always flustered by them because they were very gendered, right? So it was like yes. I was too much of a boy to want the unicorn Trapper Keepers, but I wasn't enough of a boy to want the Camaro Trapper Keepers. And those were like your only choices. They didn't it was have like, superheroes. They, they wouldn't have licensed properties on them back oh. then. That's true. It was very just either or. Yeah, it was like was Camaro tough. football or dolphins and ponies. Yeah. Yes. Mm. I'm sorry you couldn't. I was left have... out. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I need to make you one now. So that you, can, <laughs> you can feel that need in you fulfilled. With the monkeys on it or yeah, something. Yeah, put the monkeys yes. logo. Yes. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was always confused by how they opened. Because didn't they like fold <laughs> open? They were like a whole thing, man. And it then was... yes. the other way. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. I was, I'd be sitting in class trying to figure out how to set all of that up and the teacher would be like melissa <laughs> what did i do <laughs> a lot of teachers hated the trapper keepers because they put sound like, well because they would put information on there they would put like the times tables on there oh. and they would put oh, the yes, state's capital yes. and so kids would be like oh i got this stuff right here uh-huh. and the teachers had to be like hey 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 you can't look at that yes. <laughs> while you're supposed to learn that and know that not just look at yes. it yes yeah, so. i remember getting in trouble i don't know why this just made me think of this but my friends and I had started to learn the alphabet in sign language. Oh, yeah. In fifth grade. And so we realized we could talk to each other when we had to be quiet by just spelling things out. Because <laughs> I told you, I don't shut up. I just keep up. <laughs> and so we were sitting there, we're just talking. And I remember my teachers, Melissa, stop it. <laughs> you found a loophole. I'm not talking. Yes, you are. <laughs> Oh, man, it's the best when you find a teacher loophole. Yeah. Those are the best. I know. And they, I like, know. You, they're mad always... and they can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yes. 
Those are. I used to say, "Settle down, settle down." So I'd sit on the floor and I'd say, "I can't settle any more than this." <laughs> I felt the same way about my first me. marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they found me amusing, but I thought I was funny. So. <laughs> okay, so. Is it safe to say that Jen Sherman is then your favorite Peloton instructor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I finally got to meet her a few weeks ago. I finally got into a class. It was wonderful to just get to see her in person because a person that had made such a difference in my life over the last few years, I wanted to see her and meet her. So that did, was lovely. Did you get I to tell was, her? Did you get to tell her that she like helped well, you overcome? I was overcome? kind of an idiot. See, when there are people that have really had a massive influence on me, I just act kind of like an idiot. So I think I just stood there and she said, what is your name? <laughs> You're like, I was hoping you tell me. <laughs> I got nothing. Melissa, <laughs> but I go by Melly and she was looking at my necklace because I have Melly and she's like oh yes I see that and then she said oh I I know that necklace because she is one similar which of course a bunch of us were inspired by her necklace and because I love rainbows and colorful things that this necklace was something I had to have <laughs> and so then we talked a little about that and then I just said you've really helped inspire me to help perform again and she just said good for you just do it like good for you that's amazing so i at least got to tell her that but yes there's a few other people i really want to meet melissa etheridge is my biggest inspiration as a singer songwriter i'm afraid (laughs) if i just say nothing i love mary chapin carpenter dolly parton there's people i want to meet and i'm afraid that i will well, we're you- sorry about that. Just to give you an idea. Another person who influenced me a lot was Gloria Stefan, because I grew up in Miami and sure. I actually used to take lessons from her teacher. What? But of course, we never like were after each other. It would always be Gloria and then she would have left and then I would come. My brother ended up going to school with her son, the same high school. Oh, Every wow. time they were in any kind of event at school, show anything. I would go the one night Gloria didn't come. (laughs) My brother was then friends with him. I remember Gloria even dropped my brother off at our house by the garage. (laughs) And my dad, she wanted to meet our dog because she's a big dog lover. And at the time we had a dog named X-Ray because my dad is a retired radiologist. And she was a beagle mix, this beautiful little dog. And my dad said, oh, I'll carry her. I'll carry her out. He walks out the front door and drops her and has a back spasm (gasps) and is lying in the driveway with a back spasm and her son's like sir sir are you okay and she starts calling for him because she doesn't see that my dad's lying on the ground with a back spasm and so to make a long story short i never got to talk to her then either oh my gosh (laughs) and then one time we even dropped my brother off at her house and she had dalmatians running around that i loved and she wasn't there and i never so all these years later I was working on The Last Ship. This was maybe six years ago. I'm not sure exactly when. It's the show that Sting wrote, that worked on and he wrote. And Gloria came to see the show. And my friends on that show knew this whole history with Gloria. And so at the end of the show, this is pre-pandemic, they said, Gloria Stefan's here. If anyone wants to go say hello. And so they, all my friends said, Melly, you have to go. You have to go. Go, go meet her. And I went down there and I walk up to her and my best friend, Sam, was with me because Sam was working on the show, too. And I just said, hi, I'm Melissa. I go by Melly. I'm from Miami. I took lessons from Gina. It was verbal vomit. I literally just 
like said everything I had wanted to say for 18 years. And she's just looking at me and she was so lovely and so kind. And she was interested. And she just said, wait a second, what's your name? Wait, you took lessons from Gina? Wait a second, you're from Miami? Who's your brother? (laughs) And she really cared. And I started getting so overwhelmed that she actually was so nice. And then people were kind of watching us. And I just felt guilty. I was taking up her time. And all of a sudden, I just got really lightheaded. And I said, all right, thanks. Bye. Oh. And, and I, just, oh, no. I just walked away. And my best friend, Sam, said, what the hell was that? Why did you do that? What is wrong with you? I was going to take a picture of you. She, she was interested in what you were saying. Other people, I'm fine. But if someone has had a massive influence on me, I just get very emotional. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to articulate that in that moment. <laughs> So next time you have to have a script prepared that yeah. you can read. <laughs> I really do. I have to just write out like the main points and be like, I'm sorry, excuse me. Just You're like, say. I have a PowerPoint presentation for you. <laughs> exactly. right One moment, please. you just sit down. I just have a few things I want to say. Yeah. So. <laughs> sorry. Can well, just... at least you actually got to meet her. I mean, not many I people did. can say yeah. that they've gotten to meet somebody yes. that has that much influence on them. So that's really cool that you've been able to. It do was that. really cool. And then she did her show on your feet, which was amazing. Wow. So, yeah, that's I awesome. was lucky. I've been very lucky and blessed that I've gotten the opportunities I've had. And it's this business can be really tough. The not knowing what's next, the hours I'm sure when we're putting a show up rehearsals. We're there all the time. Give up holidays, time with our family. But then there's some really magical moments that happen. And Bruce Springsteen came to the last ship, too. And I remember he just walked by backstage. And I just remember all of us running up to each other. Bruce is in the building. (laughs) Bruce is in the building. You know, so it's really, so it's those moments that make it. But then, of course, you don't want to act the way I acted. You want to be cool. Yeah, for sure. You got to keep it together. Yeah. 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 You try. So do you have any advice for people just getting their bike? Yes, I would say, first of all, take the pressure off. It's what I said when I used to teach people too. this should be fun. This should be something that brings you joy. So take the time. Try every instructor. If you don't really connect with someone or if you're feeling you're making yourself do it, that's okay. Like that might not be your person. That's okay. There is someone for you. There's so many wonderful instructors. A lot of it for me has to do with the music. So I would say really try to find instructors that play music you like. And if you don't feel like doing it, give yourself the shortest class possible. Anything you do is better than nothing. If you feel overwhelmed, if you start to panic, if you feel tired, turn the resistance way down. You know, no one's judging you. Yeah. It's just to make you feel good. And the more you can do that and take the pressure off, the more you'll do it. Yep. And that's how you'll keep coming back. But if you make it a chore, then you're going to quit. Yes. And that's why I did go through a lot of instructors. And there's so many that I really think are amazing. But it really, it took me coming to Jen to say, okay, this is my person. I also connected when I do runs. I found Maddie Majacomo. Oh, I love Maddie. I love him. And Matt Wilpers, I really think that he knows so much. And he's really made a difference for me as a runner in terms of form and weak muscles and things that, oh, maybe that's why I got that injury, you know, (laughs) but you'll find your people. So I would say just take the time, 
and just have fun. Very good advice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you and all your things. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So on Instagram, I am Melly the Unicorn. I worked on School of Rock and the kids on School of Rock stole my phone and set that up for me. So I am (laughs) Melly the Unicorn. And then on now working on the Music Man, the kids told me I had to be on TikTok. So I do share a lot of music on TikTok. I'm Melly Tinkerbell. (laughs) And Facebook, I am Melissa Call, but it's Melissa then with parentheses Melly. Melly is M-E-L-L-I-E. Call is K-A-U-L. Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A. And to find my music again on Spotify and all of that, it's under Melissa Call. And I think I listed the songs. Yes, you did. Wonderful. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, thank thank you you so much. This has been a lot of fun. It has. This has been a lot of fun. And thanks for letting me just talk and talk. Oh, we love it. Yeah, that's why we do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me at on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash The Clip Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. And running.